Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Wellness Wednesday. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson, here on the Confessions of an Actress podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting me. And thank you for taking care of yourself on this Wellness Wednesday. These bonus episodes are for your body, mind, and spirit wellness. They are tips that I love to give out based on um, my own knowledge and also my certifications from holistic health coaching as well as the National Holistic Institute as a health educator. I also just love finding out information on wellness. So today's episode is for you and for those who are going through the five stages of grief, possibly in loss of a job or career or an actual person. I recently lost my mother on November 6th, so it hasn't been that long, and I have felt myself going through the five stages of grief, but when we talk about these stages in this episode, I want you guys to understand it's not just for the people who are surviving somebody who's passed away. It can be for people who have been given, you know, a terminal diagnosis, like my mother, she was given a terminal diagnosis a year ago and really for the past five years has been in declining health and been in a lot of pain and has been managing chronic pain for a long time. So we're going to talk about the five stages of grief and if you've never heard of them, it's going to be a really good education for you and something you may be able to identify with. The five stages of grief are a Kubler-Ross model and I'm citing um, psych.com sorry psych.net talking about uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and her 1969 definition of grief the grief model that she introduced and she's a Swiss psychiatrist she wrote the book on death and dying and this Kubler-Ross model is based on her work with the terminally ill patients and has been, you know, a subject of debate and criticism for years since she came out in 1969. Mainly because people studying her model mistakenly believed that this specific order of the five stages of grief, which I believe she is now, or it has been examined that there's actually seven stages of grief, but that these go in a specific order in which people grieve and that all people actually go through the stages, which is not true. So we're going to examine this within this article, which I think is fascinating. Kubler-Ross notes that these stages are not linear, which means they don't go in one order. They can go in whatever order you feel them in. And some people may not actually experience any of them. Others might only undergo a few stages rather than all five. It's now more readily known that these five stages of grief are most commonly observed in the grieving population. So what are the five stages? Again, I'm not going in order. And some people never get out of certain stages. But the first one I'm going to mention is denial. Denial is a stage that can initially help you survive mentally the loss of somebody. I know that when my mother passed away, I just kept saying, well, she's just not calling me back. Because in the last three days of her life, she was very out of it. She wasn't really communicating with people. She was on morphine and she was not calling me back. And 
even though my initial knowledge of her passing away, which was in the middle of the night, when I got that phone call, I was initially relieved because I know she was in so much pain. But there has been moments of me just going on with my day and forgetting. And that I know is what this this stage is. And it, you know, it doesn't make sense. It, it, you know, but it can be too overwhelming to actually think about. So you start to deny and in effect go numb. And that's what this stage is about. Um, my mom was in denial as being the person who was dying. So this is also for not just the survivors, as I said, but Kubler-Ross was really examining the people who are also terminally ill they can be in denial my mom was talking to me in one of our last conversations she was saying that she wanted to go do something with me uh in the next year she for some reason thought she had five more years we don't really know this is something I've said before on social media it is a belief that I take from the Buddhist religion but it's really just a saying that we don't you know, the thing we think we have is time. And we don't, you know, we are not people who have any idea when we're going to die. My mom had been given a diagnosis, which was pretty much to the day um, when she was given that terminal diagnosis a year ago. And she was in denial all the way up to the end. So this stage, you know, denial and shock can help you cope and survive a grief event and denial aids in pacing your feelings of grief so instead of becoming completely overwhelmed with grief you can deny it and not accept it and stagger its full impact on us mentally so it is something that is actually a natural defense mechanism because there's only so much that you can handle at once and you know I know my dad who is the surviving spouse he had been with my mother for 57 years he has gone through moments of expressing I just you know I can't really fully think about the fact that I don't have her anymore so it's you know you're suppressing some feelings that you can't you're protecting yourself which makes sense the next stage of grief is anger Um, again these aren't in order you could be angry first and I actually experienced that with my brother just rage Uh, The moment my mom took her last breath, which he was with her, uh, which I don't even imagine how that must have felt, but his turned into immediate rage and anger. And, you know, anger sets in when you actually, you think, you know, why me? Life isn't fair. You, you blame, you can blame others for the grief. You can redirect your anger to close friends and family. You find it incomprehensible how something like this could happen to you or, again, I this is not, you know, the five stages of grief are not just about losing a person. It could be losing a pet. It could be losing a, a career. It could be a, a life-altering injury that changes your life and you're mourning the, the person you used to be, um, a divorce. It, it's, it can go you know, loss of a relationship. It is pretty widespread, these stages of grief. And I've gone through a lot of them already uh, with many moments of my life, losing my career, losing my, you know, going through a divorce, which you, you know, there's different reactions to 
things like that other than losing a person. But anger, anger is the next one. And suppressing anger is not advised, but it also isn't advised to let it control you. And my brother, in his reaction to my mom, was almost to the point of, we need to call someone because it's so overwhelmingly angry. But he's okay now. You know, he came back and... But understanding that these, these, this is why in hospice you have grief counselors, you have people to go to and talk to because this is necessary to survival, you know, and moving on. And, you know, my mom personally wouldn't want us all to be frozen in time, uh, frozen in grief, frozen in anger. I, I wouldn't want that either if I was to leave this earth. I wouldn't want my surviving people who loved me to you know, I want you to go through what you have to, to grieve, but then move on and live your life to the fullest. The next stage is bargaining. When something bad happens, you, you find yourself talking with God or the universe or whoever you think it is saying, if you heal this person, I will be the best person I can ever be. And, you know, I, I absolutely did that when my mom was alive. I was trying everything I could to make her better. And I couldn't. Nobody could. You know, it didn't matter how much money I may have had or fame or any of these things that I wanted in my life. I wasn't going to be able to fix my mom. And that is the bargaining part of it. And, you know, you may falsely, this is false hope. You might falsely make yourself believe that you can avoid the grief through negotiating And if I change this or I change that or I, you know, and even my mom trying to change and trying to do so many things to change her diet and all this stuff to help her congestive heart failure, but her liver and her lungs and her heart were just failing and there was nothing anyone could do and there was no chance of a transplant or any of that. And so it just, you know, it just got worse and very slowly and it was really hard to watch but the bargaining um, is a definite part of grief the next step is depression and depression is commonly associated with grief it can be a reaction to the emptiness we feel when we're living in a reality and realize the person or situation is gone and over it's a stage you might you know withdraw from life feel numb live in a fog not want to get out of bed my first week of my mom passing, that's how I felt. And I was very, uh, I was trying to feel everything that I was feeling, but there were, you know, moments when I just didn't want to get out of bed. And I have two kids I have to take care of. My husband's on tour. So I've had to buck up and be a mom as we all have to be and be an adult and go shopping and do the laundry and do the dishes and still get through life. And there would be moments I would stop And I would have a panic attack because I realized that a a wave of grief would come over me and I would just have to stop and go in the other room and cry. And I told my boys, you're going to see mommy crying a lot. And, you know, it's also important to allow feelings to come out in a healthy way in front of children because they need to know how to express themselves as well. And you are in a way teaching them. But you know, my depression part of it hasn't been that deep. I haven't been allowed. I say that in a way, meaning I'm having to be an adult and a parent. I haven't allowed myself that real feeling yet. I know those stages are coming. I just feel like I'm kind of holding off 
what I can to survive um, with that. Another stage of grief, the uh, last stage is acceptance. And this last stage of grief is identified by, as the last stage by Kubler-Ross um, as acceptance, but not in the sense that it's okay that someone has passed away or that my career is gone, but rather, you know, my mom died, I'm going to be okay. And I know that I'm going to be. And my mom knew that we all were going to be. But it's not, you know, you're not there. You can't just accept. I don't know anyone that, and maybe there are people who, you know, can immediately go to acceptance. I don't know. But it's a time of adjustment and, and readjustment. And there are good days and there are bad days. And then there are good days again. Um, the, the stage of acceptance doesn't mean that you're not ever going to have a bad day again, that you're not ever going to miss your mom. I mean, it's really the people who have lost a parent, that doesn't ever really leave you. And my husband has lost his dad to a very tragic way of dying and a very fast way of dying at a very young age. And that feeling doesn't really go away. And it's hard. It's, you, it's an unearthing that I don't wish upon anyone. But it's the natural life order. And, you know, it is something that we have to find a way through. So if you are going through a loss, again, of a career, of a marriage, relationship, God forbid, a child, a parent, a friend, these stages of grief understanding them and reading Kubler-Ross's book on death and dying can help you process this experience um, a little better. I kind of, you know, when I went through my divorce, which was uh, a, a stage of grief, I had to go through it. I could not stuff it down. I had to go through those feelings. And I, I know that I have to do that with my mom. Um, and anybody close to me that I lose, uh, because, you know, losing a parent is going to happen. And I see in my dad that he, you know, he says, I know I'm in the last chapter of my life. If I'm lucky, I get to have a little more time, but, uh, you know, it's God, it's such a strange thing to witness you guys. It really is. And I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are finding your way through and you have a community of people. I have an amazing community of people who have supported me through this and are still supporting me. Um, and I'm so lucky for that. I'm just so grateful and I'm so thankful for them. And I'm wishing you the best and all the support in the world, wherever you are in going through your five stages of grief. And remember that bliss is your birthright whoever and whatever you have lost is either making a way for more good in your life or they, the person, wouldn't want you to suffer the rest of your life. So be good to yourself, be kind to yourself, have compassion for yourself and have a great rest of your week, everybody. Thank you for listening.